What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's up, Excellence Tribe? We have just a couple more episodes in the first season of the Normalized Excellence Podcast, and what a journey. Shout out to you for tuning in and getting a small dose of some turnip juice to tackle your daily and or weekly goals. For the next few episodes, just like for the last few episodes, I'll be using lessons from sports to convey my point about the tactics and mindsets we can use and implement on a daily and or weekly basis to normalize excellence. Last week, I told y'all there were two broad categories or situations in which people or teams don't finish the game and then they fall apart in the fourth quarter. Last week, I talked to y'all about the first category, which was creating a lead and then squandering it because people start loafing. And this week, I'm going to talk about the second category where people fear the moment of a close game, they lose focus, and then they begin doing goofy stuff because they're anti-clutch. So let's get it. Finish the game strong. Focus over fear. Last episode, I talked about the dangers of having a strong early week performance and then falling apart towards the end of the week because you start loafing and you don't execute on your daily tasks. To use the verbiage from episode number six, I believe it is, you start loafing on your daily net rating. But now we got to talk about the other problem we have, and that's our inability to be clutch. Colloquially speaking, we know what it means to be clutch. You're unafraid of the moment, you're ready to arise above the fray, and you're able to execute in the toughest situations to pull out the W, whatever that means in your life. Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, Allison Felix, and Kobe all come to mind as the clutches of clutch performers. But what may be more illustrative to talk about in this episode is a story about a very good player in Gilbert Arenas and his inability to close out a playoff game when he was going berserk and at the height of his career. So, for context, it's 2006, and Gilbert Arenas is, like I just said, at the height of his career. He's averaging 28 points per game, which is fourth in the league that year. His assists are respectable, his rebounds are solid, and his stats are all-around good. So you can suffice it to say that he's a complete player. He's matched up against... One of the greatest players of all time, though, slightly before he started ascending and peaking, though, and that, of course, is LeBron. So it's a first round matchup. And in game six, a win or go home situation for Gilbert Arenas, he's handling business. Gilbert Arenas, he's leading both teams in total points and total assists. He's steering his team to victory and a closeout game in the game seven. So he's trying to force that game seven. But then the game gets slightly out of hand and his team loses its four-point lead in the fourth quarter in a matter of seconds. So now they're down by three points with a total of five seconds left. In a matter of heroism, Gilbert, he drains the three and he pushes the game into overtime. Wait, Keith, I thought you said this was a story about being anti-clutch. Wait for it. The game goes to overtime and it remains close for most of overtime. And then this happens. Gilbert Arenas and his team are up by one point, and he's about to shoot two free throws. 
So if he makes both free throws, they'll be up by three, and it would be even harder for the Cavs to win the game, and then it would go to game seven. But before the ref passes Gilbert Arenas the ball, LeBron comes up to him, and he pats him on the chest and says something to him. Here's what Gilbert Arenas says about that situation. Uh, okay, so we have to back up a little bit because um, I was balling. <laughs> I was I was balling at fourth quarter, and we miracle comeback. You know, um, down three. Um, I hit the uh, hit almost like a thirty footer to, to take us to overtime. Um, kind of got a little tired, and you know, in overtime, but got to the free throw line. You know, it's butter. Game's over. We have one. I'm about to hit these three. This is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and when he tapped me, and he's like, you know, if you miss these, you know, that's game. And for that one second, I became human and thought about it. If I miss these, he's gonna win. How? What? You know, and it, it had me thinking about it. And I and I, I can even see it on my face when I watch. Like, oh yeah, you're missing these, bro. Mm-hmm. And then I missed the first one, and I'm sitting there like, how the hell did I miss that? That's just so off. Mm-hmm. Missed the second one, and I'm sitting here like, yo, did this just really happen? Where did I go? I don't miss free. Th- I don't miss clutch free throws. Period. And and missed them both. Gilbert Arenas was right. He was 82% from the free throw line that year. So it's unlikely he would have missed both free throws. One, maybe. But both free throws? Statistically unlikely. What happened? Gilbert's statement, for that one second I became human and thought about it, actually has some scientific muster to it. In his book, Life Unlocked, Seven Revolutionary Lessons to Overcome Fear, Dr. Pillay explains how when he was a competitive track runner, he would often lose races because he would focus on the possibility of losing rather than on finishing strong and winning the race. Here is a voice narrator on Audible explaining or reading Dr. Pillay's book. Here's what Dr. Pillay says and what the narrator reads for us. I learned this lesson from my father when I sprinted competitively. I consistently came in second and I grew very frustrated by this. One day my father, who attended all of my athletic events, said to me, I've been watching you as you run, and you are ahead for more than 75% of the race, but just as you are about to win, you look over your shoulder and someone overtakes you. The next time you run, focus on getting to the end. Forget what is happening behind you. Leaders can't be afraid that they are alone. His words have stayed with me to this day. After I won the next race I ran, I turned to the crowd and saw him stand and throw up his hands to acknowledge my victory. To this day, I have found this principle to always hold true. My dad did not realize it, but he was telling me that by looking over my shoulder, I was switching my attention from the positive goal of winning to the possibility of someone overtaking me. When my attentional circuits swung toward this fear, it affected my amygdala, and together they slowed me down by affecting my motor circuits. When I learned to focus on breaking the tape rather than outrunning the challengers behind me, I was telling my attentional circuits to steady my amygdala and maintain my pace. I no longer got information on who was behind me, but I gained the possibility of victory by staying focused on the goal. The brain is really a very cooperative organ. If you tell it to win, it will strive to do this. If you tell it to win and to look over your shoulder, it will try to do both things, and then the noise of the looking over the shoulder circuit, your fear, will impede your chances of winning. The point is, reframe the fear story. Wow, that's crazy. Dr. Pillay's story was personally eye-opening for me 
because I immediately reflect on all the times when my attention turns towards not losing instead of on winning and just finishing strong. I think it happens to us all. But how is being clutch related to our personal life? Sports aren't the only place where we have to be attentive to focus rather than fear. We all have many opportunities in our lives that will benefit from us being clutch and us doubling down on focus, again, instead of fear. It can range from the mundane to the more significant. Job interviews for a position we really want or even a significant personal or creative goal that we may have. How can we overcome fear and be more clutch? We have to be able to reframe fear. Luckily, Dr. Pillay has some solid advice on how to train our attention so that we can focus. We are lucky enough to be able to train attention to starve fear. As an exercise, try out the following. The next time you find yourself distracted by fear, write down five positive things in your life and repeat this daily for a month. When the fear arises again, realize that you will have trained your attentional circuits to focus on something more important and impressive than fear. Many inspirational writers advise us that we will attract negative things if we focus on negative things. Why is this? When you focus on negative things, your whole way of interacting with the universe occurs within this framework. The goal is to avoid negative thinking, but rather than using any effort to stop doing this, simply focus on the positive. Actively avoiding the negative often results in the negative happening because you are attending to it. The next time you are confronted by the memory of a previous failure, train yourself to retell the story. For example, change... I am afraid that I have not been able to get what I want to. I have learned from my failures that focus is key to getting what I want, so I will focus on that. This advice is critical so that we can continue to finish the game strong. If we have good and great early week performances, we want to be able to finish throughout the entire week. If we're doing well on our creative endeavors, we want to finish on that creative endeavor. And whatever we're doing, we just want to make sure that we don't fold. We want to finish instead of fold. Oh, I like that. I think I might uh I think I think that might be like the caption or something for the for the podcast episode. Finish, don't fold. Finish, don't fold. No. I think it's focus over fear. But uh finish, don't fold by focusing instead of being fearful. I like that. I like that. So, excellent tribe. I challenge you to use the challenge, use the advice that Dr. Pillay describes in training your attention so that you can be clutch. Kill the day, more life, normalize excellence, go out there and do your thing. This has been another episode of the Normalize Excellence podcast. If you have been inspired or motivated by something you heard today, definitely be sure to leave a four or five star rating and review.